Hi, this is Rabbi Avi Killip. I'll keep this quick. Hadar relies on the financial support from generous donors in order to create and produce online Torah content. If you value this Torah content from Hadar and want to see more of it in the year ahead, please make a donation at hadar.org slash donate. Hi there, I'm Mara. And I'm Ravi. Thanks for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning together and we're excited to learn with you. Hey, Ima, did I tell you about the time I took a trip to the beach and said hi to the ocean? Really? What did the ocean say back? Nothing. It just waved. Hey, Ima, how do you know an elephant loves to travel? I don't know how. They always pack their own trunk. Ravi, those jokes were quite a trip. And today, we'll be looking at Yaakov's trip to Egypt. Ready? In last week's Parsha, Yosef's brothers came down to Egypt to buy food for their family. Yosef recognized his brothers, but Yosef was now an important Egyptian official and his brothers did not recognize him. Yosef tested his brothers. He forced them to go back to Canaan and return with their youngest brother, Binyamin. And when they did that, Yosef accused Binyamin of stealing. He said that the other brothers were free to go, but that Binyamin must stay in Egypt and be his slave. This week in Parshat Vayigash, Yehuda steps forward and makes a speech to Yosef. He says that if Binyamin does not return from Egypt, their father Yaakov will die of grief. Finally, Yosef can't take it anymore. He cries and he says to his brothers, I am Yosef. Is my father still alive? The family is reunited. Yosef sends his brothers back to Canaan to bring their father Yaakov down to Egypt. Their family will survive the remaining years of famine together. So Yaakov takes his entire family and begins the journey down to Egypt. And on the way, God appears to him in a vision. We're going to hear the words of the Torah now. It's okay if you don't understand them all. Just close your eyes and listen. Unless you're driving a wagon down to Egypt, then you should probably watch out where you're going. Ready? We're in the fifth Aliyah. Vayomer anochi ha'el Elohei avicha al tira merda mitzrayma ki legoi gadol asimcha sham. Anochi ered imcha mitzrayma v'anochi a'alcha gam alo v'yosef yashit yado al einecha. And God said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Mitzrayim, to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Mitzrayim, and I will also bring you back, and Yosef shall place his hand upon your eyes. So, Ravi, what do you notice in these psukim? What what are you wondering about? Why does it say, I'm God? Does that mean that God has never talked to Yaakov before? Oh. Because it says, I'm God, which makes it seem like, hello, nice to meet you. Like, I don't know you. Oh, like God has to reintroduce God's self? Isn't he the one who had the dreams about the 
ladder and the... Ravi, you're right. God already has a relationship with Yaakov. So it's so weird why God would introduce God's self again. That's interesting. Do you think do you think maybe it's been a while since God and Yaakov were talking with one another or connected to one another and Yeah, because Yaakov would have to worry about one of his sons he think is dead because of the blood on the coat. What happened to him? How he died? So Yaakov's been through quite a lot. So I don't think Yaakov has the time to talk to God. What do you think Yaakov was feeling about going down to Mitzrayim in these psukim? And why do you think he was maybe feeling that way? Well, it says in the text, do not be afraid. So maybe like nervous or afraid because he thinks something might happen to him. Play it out a little bit. What do you think he might be he might be afraid of? The different religion that everybody has. So they might be like, get out of here. Nobody wants you here since you're not Egyptian. Oh, interesting. So he might be nervous about his identity coming into uh coming into And then getting like time. disappeared because he lives in Egypt and starts following Egyptian, but I mean he doesn't. But like that could have been a scenario. So you think he might be worried about holding on to his own identity like and his family's it. identity, right? Or losing it if they're if they're now surrounded by Egyptians? Oh, that's fascinating. But then look at what God says: "For I will make you into a great nation there." So maybe it's so that God. means he can't lose it because we're Jewish and we're not Egyptians, right? So here comes God to to reassure Yaakov. Maybe, like you're saying. Don't be afraid of going there and sort of being in a in a minority. Don't be afraid of going there and losing any of the things that make you unique and special because I'm going to make you into a great nation. Emma, did God plan to say that? Or did God say that because God saw that Yaakov was afraid about not speaking to God ever again? So let's let's talk this out a little bit more. You're wondering if God was already planning to say all of these things or if God is saying this only in response to what Yaakov seems to be feeling. Because Yaakov could have felt very happy that he was going to see his son that he hasn't seen in like 23 years. Yeah, because he also says, like, Yosef is still alive. I have to go and see him before he dies. I have to go. I have to make this journey and see him. Clearly excited. I'm reading it as he's excited that... But then also kind of afraid that he might lose things as he's in there. Yes, he'll see his son, but he might lose things. Lose things what? What things? Uh, his religion. His, his identity, his, right? His, yeah, and being able to talk to God. Mm. So do you think he's like wrestling again with this, with this, with some kind of a choice? Wasn't Yaakov the one who wrestled with his brother? Well, Yaakov was the one, remember, who wrestled with that angel oh, or yeah. that being, right? So Yaakov's got this history About of wrestling. Because then he also do stuff with Esau's heel. Uh-huh. So he has had the heel. He's had the angel, the being. And now he's this. And now we think he's... And he's going to die soon. So that's three struggling 
Ravi, do you remember what Yaakov's name is changed to way Israel. back when? Yeah, Yisrael. And do you remember what we talked about that that meant? Struggling with God. Oh, yeah, and struggling and then always coming out on top. Yeah. So there is something about Yaakov's deepest character that really relates to this struggling, right? It's something that he has battled throughout his life. And even now towards the end of his life, it seems like he's still struggling a little bit. For someone who's really faced a lot of struggles, what do you think it would mean to him to know that God is always going to be there? That someone will always be with him, even if he's alone sometimes. Even if it feels like he's alone, he's going to be reassured that God is always with him, right? When he's facing hard times or facing struggles, and when he's coming coming back from those, and, and God is always going to be there. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever felt like God is with you? Sometimes when... I'm doing like a really hard test and I and I get one of the problems correct. I feel like God must have been there guiding me through it. That's a really neat thing to think about. That even in those hard times, those challenging times, that God is somehow with you and you know you're not alone. Ravi, I loved learning with you today, and we can talk more about the Parsha with the rest of our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? Why do they think God reintroduces God's self to Yaakov? Hmm, I bet they'll have some interesting answers to that. Just like we did. Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parsha Vayachi. Until next Torah time!